Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs, this is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the big game pregame Hawaii. <laughs> Before we get into it, guys, uh, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook fan page. Uh, I will be, uh, I'm trying to find a place to actually do live videos, because right now, my uh i'm in a much smaller place because texas or austin is very expensive so i don't really have a studio like i did in arizona so that's why we're kind of slacked on the uh on the youtube page but i am getting all that uploaded shortly it just won't have my big beautiful face in it so with that being said go check it all out um enjoy the content uh so let's get into this right uh I mean, what is there really to say, right? There, There isn't... I'm not going to be able to give you some real nitty-gritty stats just uh, about how Hawaii may provide some type of challenge to uh, Michigan in any way, shape, or form. I mean, uh, Hawaii is probably the worst or if not second-worst team in college football, I would assume. I mean, they're pretty bad in every, I mean, Vandy, Vanderbilt, just to give you an idea, total 601 total yards against them, 400 on the, 400 on the ground and 197 passing against Hawaii. And then Vanderbilt, I think, lost to Elon the following week. That goes to show you how bad Hawaii is. Also, Vanderbilt traveled to Hawaii. That was an away game for Vanderbilt. You know, so I I don't see how Hawaii ever even puts up a, 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 the smallest of competitions. But so it made me so it made me think. Um, if it's going to be a complete and utter domination, right? What? would be considered a uh, like an unconvincing win against Hawaii, considering that we're the fourth-ranked team in the nation. What would we have to do or the amount we'd have to win by for it to be unconvincing? And there's going to be a lot of different things I've thought about what would be unconvincing or whatever coming up down the road here in this episode. But anyways, I would say anything 40 points and under would be unconvincing win for us considering western kentucky scored 49 uh you know um vandy scored 63 i know i have them winning 63 to 3 i mean i and i was having this discussion with one of the guys um on the fan on the fan page and or maybe by instagram either one um uh and uh, it was a very conservative uh, pick on my end because I, I think uh, if I was going to be aggressive with it, I, I think there's a real chance that Michigan could score 80. I mean, if they really wanted to just drill it home, they could score 100. I don't know. I mean, if Vandy can score 63, Michigan's offense, especially with J.J. McCarthy at the helm, I think is going to be electric. I think it could score 100 points. I don't know. It could be... 50 points at halftime for all I know, you know, um, 
But I would say 45 and under would be a very unconvincing win. That would lead me to believe that J.J. McCarthy has left the door open for Cade McNamara to get back in there as the starter, in my opinion. If we only win like 40 to, I don't know, 10, all right? 40 to 10, uh, J.J. has a game of like, say... Oh, I uh, what did I write down? About 200 yards passing, 50 yards rushing, and two touchdowns. That is so unimpressive that Cade and him are now, I think, head to head, like tied for whoever could like it's the 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 starting position is still up in the air in my in my opinion if that happens right because I, that I that's not doing anything with your two opportunities. And I have to be quite honest with you, if JJ does that, I think Michigan, we are probably a little bit more worried than anything because if both our quarterbacks are giving subpar performances against crappy teams, then what are they going to do against, say, you know, the Penn States, which I don't think are very good this year, or Michigan State or Ohio State? Uh, what are they going to do against those teams? You know, I, however, think the sky's the limit with this one. I mean, I think we're going to, like I said, score 63 points. I think J.J. McCarthy is going to have one hell of a game. I am very excited about this game. I cannot wait to see what's going to happen here. Um, I think this is the stat line. Now, tell me, you know, let me know if you think the stat line is even realistic, because I think it is, or maybe I'm being too conservative once again, and I know my buddy Stu will let me know. Um, so JJ, I think JJ will throw for 275 yards passing. He'll rush for 105 yards. He will have five total touchdowns, five total touchdowns before they pull him in like, say the third quarter. I think he'll pull all that off in two main quarters and maybe one or two series in the third. Um, I think Coram will have like 150 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Edwards about 115 or so, one touchdown. Um, I just, <laughs> the funny thing would be, and I joked about this in the conversation I had, is if Warren Davis, or Davis, my Warren Davis, Davis Warren, sorry. If Davis Warren comes in and plays <laughs> and puts up pretty good numbers, let's just say Cade comes in for the third and, you know, they pull Cade because they don't want him to get hurt. And it's like the fourth quarter. And, and Davis Ward comes in and lights it up in the fourth quarter. Like, does he now jump? Cade McNamara is like the – now Cade's like the third quarterback? Like, is that possible? Do we see that happen? Did Cade McNamara screw things up so poorly in this first start that he could potentially be the third string quarterback if Davis Warren comes in and lights it up in the fourth. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just trying to be silly here, but it wouldn't. Like I actually, I would be shocked. I would be shocked if that happened. And speaking of Cade, and I don't really want to talk about him too much. I, I mean, because I love the kid. I don't necessarily like what he's what he said in that uh, post and that. Uh, the press conference or whatever at the end of the, the post game interview. Uh, but I've heard people say, did Harbaugh turn his back on Cade McNamara because Cade deserves more, I guess, because he won the big 10 for us. Um, 
I mean, like I think I said this in the reaction episode. I mean, kudos to Cade for doing that, right? And I, I very great. You, you won us something that we haven't had in a long time. You brought stability to the quarterback position that we haven't had in a very long time. You were the leader we needed for that year that we needed it, right? But that's it. You aren't guaranteed shit. After you win something big, you aren't guaranteed anything. I think just the fact that you started the first game and have been considered and made captain, and all, that's all you get. That's it. And so to say that Harbaugh's turned his back on him, I, he's so if if Harbaugh gets fired because let's say uh, he doesn't win the Big Ten this year. Did Cade turn his back? Like, if, say, Cade stays the quarterback and all that kind of stuff, does Cade, did Cade didn't turn his back on him? Or if if does if things don't turn out the way that Harbaugh wants them to do, and Cade is the main quarterback in that position, is that Cade's fault? Is it Does Cade then have to apologize to Harbaugh for turning his back or not doing what he needed to help Harbaugh out? Or was it Harbaugh that needed to be responsible for his own doings? Right, for his own decisions, for his own hirings and firings, right? I mean, they call the plays. They call the plays, and, and McNamara either makes the plays or he doesn't. And based off that, they make more plays that are going to be more successful or less, you know, to get the game going to, so we can win the game, right? So last year, he was not very dynamic in a lot of games leading up. In the beginning of the season, even straight into the middle of the season, he wasn't dynamic all the time, and very few times, actually, to be quite honest with you. He did a very solid job. Thank God we had running backs who could dominate. Thank God we had a great offensive line that could dominate. Because if we didn't have those, and we didn't win the Big Ten, then would that be Cade's fault, or or would that be Harbaugh's fault? I mean, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I great kid, like his leadership, but man, I am tired of hearing how this poor kid has deserved something. You're not deserved shit in life. You you get what you get. I mean, deserved? That's the one thing or I just I don't know. It really annoys me. So what, JJ's just got to sit back and not do anything because Cades deserve the head starting gig? Get the fuck out of here with your horse shit on that. I do not agree with that. And I'm I'm done talking about it because it just annoys the hell out of me. But let's get on to stuff that's fun. So um, the offense, I think, is just going to be dynamic. I mean, we'll be around 600. I think definitely over six 600 yards total offense by the end of the game uh we could be pushing seven i think i think our defense uh there's there i'm going with the defensive uh abilities that we have seen and i just the the dogs they have there and just the attack mode that this team shows on the defensive side now granted it was only one game but yet we're still only playing hawaii i think we're gonna have 10 total sacks as a team 20 tackles for loss and two interceptions. That's what I'm going with. I just I think it's totally plausible. If we got seven against Colorado State, and Colorado State, I believe, is a much better team than Hawaii. Um, and with how our defensive tackles have just dominated that and ate up that 
that offensive line for Colorado State. I have no idea how they're not going to just eat. Just eat all day. Like buffet, eat. It's going to be amazing. Um, also, how about that Mike Elston? Elston, Alston, Elston, I think. The defensive defensive tackle coach. I Mason Graham, I think, exists as a starter because of Mike Elston. You know, Mozzie Smith becomes a maniac, becomes a, a, a maybe a first-round draft pick because of Mike Elston. And I like Sean Nua. I thought he was. I thought he was great. I really did. I liked him as a person. I, I really. Uh, I thought. I liked how he got excited. I, I just. I loved all that stuff in him. You know, because he was still kind of that player at heart. But I don't think he. He brought the. He. I don't think he did anything to elevate the game of the defensive tackles. Under Sean Nua, Mozzie Smith had zero sacks. First game with Mike Elston. One sack. I think Chris Hinton probably becomes an actual drafted player in the NFL if if we had Mike Elston. I really do. I like I just I like how like focused and serious he sounds. I liked how he he seems like a head coach that is a defensive tackle coach. I just I'm very very impressed with everything I've seen. Um I just have been very impressed with everything I've seen so far with this Michigan team. And I think it's just going to be a nice little party atmosphere, just relaxing and having a good time as we hopefully see an 80 to three win. I mean, hell I've never seen anybody score a hundred points. I would love to see that. I doubt that would happen. Um, I'm not, that's just what beating up on a poor old man at that point. Right. I mean, it just, it would be embarrassing to put that much, that many points on the team. Um, but you know, uh, at the key positions on both sides for both teams, Michigan or Hawaii, Michigan wins every positional battle, right? I mean, quarterback, wide receiver, running back, tight ends, offensive line, defensive line, linebackers. I mean, cornerback, safety. It's all on ours. It's a landslide on us, and I think we just continue to cement ourselves as one of the best teams in the Big Ten. I, I just, I, uh, I mean, defensive star. I mean. That's hard. I don't know if I – I just don't – with a defense that has no stars, right, that they call them the no-star defense, it is hard to pick a star that's going to shine just because they could all shine, and they can all shine equally. Uh, Anoma, I mean, he could come out of nowhere and just get like four sacks in this game. Who knows? Um, I Mozzie could just eat up everything possible. Um, I'm going to go with DJ Turner because I think DJ Turner is going to get at least one to two interceptions this game. Uh, like I said, I'm a big Turner fan. I think he he just continues to show that he's going to be considered one of the best uh, Michigan cornerbacks and just kind of in a steady tradition that we've had. You know, I think he's just one of them. I think he's going to be amazing. Um and then off, obviously, I'm going to go offensive football star. I'm going to go with J.J. McCarthy. I think J.J. shows out on this. I think J.J. is focused. I think he's been dreaming of this. And I think once he steps on that, I almost guarantee you, when he steps out on that football field, listen to the big house, and I dollars to donuts, that place explodes. I When he goes out onto that field to take the first nap, that place will explode. 
So um, I think I'm just going to leave it there. I mean, you know, big game pregame, it's awesome. I think uh, so far they're they're shorter this season, but I think I try and pack as much as I possibly can into them so you guys can enjoy. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm very excited about all this. Uh, this is this could be a dream season for us. This could be a NCAA 2014 season. You know what I mean? Like where the video game type stuff, we're looking at some, I think really amazing things and I can't wait to see where we go with it. Uh, to be honest, I'm just going to throw this in this kind of random, but I don't know if we play a hard game up until maybe we play Michigan state. I don't know because I thought Iowa was going to be tough and I had to really rack my brain to think, how do you score seven points without scoring a touchdown? It's like a riddle. It's literally like a riddle. Um, a, a field goal and two, two safeties. Two. Or a safety and a two-point conversion. Like you can't even get a two-point conversion. It's two safeties. Two safeties and a field goal. That's how you do it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? That's how they did it. They have no offense. No offense. They have a pretty decent defense. And they are at Kinnick, and more than likely it might be at night. But that's it. That offense, if they can't score against whoever it was, South Dakota State, what are they going to do against our defense? And our defense will wear you out, and eventually we're going to win that game, even if it's a close game. I can see it being like 28 to 10, 28 to 3, 35 to 14. Maybe, maybe I can't even imagine 14. They can't even score seven points on South Dakota State. It's probably going to be like 35 to 3. I mean, 35 to 5. Uh, 30, I don't know. It's, if they get over seven, I, I, it'll blow my mind. But I just don't, I just don't think we play a hard team until Michigan State, and I don't even know if that's a, a necessarily a hard, hard team, as it so much is just a bugaboo for us. We just can't seem to get our brains wrapped around to beating their skulls in. So uh, that's really about it. I just don't, I don't know if we will. So I'm, I'm just excited about this season, guys, and I, I hope you all are too. Um, you know, this is the big game pregame, uh, Hawaii. Uh, this is the, this has been the Michigan football rant. And remember guys, always and forever go blue.